Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Uh, this is definitely a different Mother's Day. And I just want to admit that from the very beginning to at least recognize that and, and to let you know I'm praying for you. Uh, many of us will not be able to uh, celebrate the way we normally do. And so uh, I just, before we even jump into uh, the message, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you anyway. Uh, this is an unusual time for all of us. But especially as we approach Mother's Day, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and, and just pray as we enter into God's word together uh, for each and every one of you. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for each and every one of the individuals who are tuning in. Uh, Lord, you know where they're at. You know what they're going through. You know their emotional challenges. You know their physical challenges, perhaps financial challenges. Lord, as we're in this time of of physical distancing, and even these stay-at-home orders, it makes this Mother's Day, well, to say the least, unique. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage every mom that, that God, especially those who aren't able to be with their family this year to celebrate together, but they would just know how special they are to us, how much we appreciate what they do, and I just pray that you would be their encouragement. Thank you for your love for each and every one of us, and and thank you for the way you're working. We may not always understand how you're working. We may not always see how you're working, but we know you are. And so we give you the praise for what you're doing and what you're going to do. May you be given the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, I just want to say to you, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. In fact, we're going to do two things uh, in the message. Uh, one of them is this. We're going to start a new series. Uh, called Family Talk, and the second thing is we're going to celebrate moms. Now, this series, Family Talk, what we understand is that family is extremely important in the Bible, both physical sense and in a theological sense as well. And, and God introduces the concept of family from the very beginning of humanity. God's plan was for men and women to have children, uh, that the man and woman would become one flesh through marriage. Uh, and what happens there is this, this oneness. This oneness that is both physical and emotional as well as spiritual. And the truth is, is that Christ needs to be the center of that relationship. That was God's intent from the very beginning, that he would be the center of, of our marriage relationship, the center of our family relationship, that parents would pass on to their children what it means to, to have a relationship with God who would then pass it on to their children. Another way of looking at it is this. From the very beginning, this, this oneness that we can have with God in one another is to be multiplied from families, producing families who produce families. See, the family is, is the essential building block of human society. Humanity's struggle, however, with God's plan happened with the very first couple. In fact, we find out in Scripture that the first couple had marriage problems of sorts as sin enters into the world, and actually the very first family had family struggles. And so if you're maybe sitting there and, and hearing this message and sort of looking at your family and looking at some of the difficulties, well, you're in long-standing company from the very beginning of humanity. And you're going to, why is that? Well, because sin disrupts unity. Sin disrupts unity. It disrupts God's plan for us. In fact, because of sin, we have fractured marriages, shattered families, and broken people. 
And so in our series, Family Talk, we're going to look at God's original plan for us. And because of what Jesus did, dying on the cross for our sins, being resurrected for our salvation, the oneness that we can still have with him and the relationship that we can have because of him with others, as well as the wholeness that we can have with God. We're going to be looking at these things. So whether you're married, divorced, whether you're single, whether you're a parent or not, God has a plan to lead you to oneness in him. He has a plan that will allow you to have healthy, flourishing, vibrant relationship with others and, of course, experience a wholeness found only in Christ. Now, I said we were going to do two things. The first is kick off this new series, Family Talk. But the second is celebrate moms. So before we jump into that, let me recognize something. I know that for some of you, this topic of motherhood is a difficult one. It can be difficult perhaps because your relationship with your mom is estranged or maybe as a mother, you have a difficult relationship with one of your children or maybe like me, your mom has passed on and you mourn the interrupted fellowship right now, this side of, of, of paradise. For any number of reasons, you may be having a difficult time with this topic, motherhood. And, and I recognize that. I want you to know that I've been praying for you specifically throughout this week that God would give you in this message hope, an invitation to healing, and that he would cover you with his love. That's been my prayer for you. So now that we've recognized that, let me dig into the topic. Let me, let me share with you, let me lay out my claim to you. I believe that moms, moms who are biological moms, caregivers, spiritual moms, moms who, who are spiritual moms caring for spiritual children, moms have an ability to make a significant impact on others. Moms have an ability to make a, spiritual, a, a great impact, a significant impact on others. And as we celebrate moms, I just want you to think about that, the significant impact that moms can have on others. Now, again, as we celebrate moms, think about what moms do. Uh, being a mom is not an easy thing. I mean, I've never been a mom. And so I don't, I don't know that by experience, but I have definitely seen the work moms do. In fact, one study shows that by the time a mom's child, right, from birth to 18, by the time a mom's child is, has grown from, from birth to, to age 18, that a mom has invested over 18,000 hours in child-generated work. Now, I don't know about you, but that makes me tired thinking about it. And I think that number's probably even a little low. My guess is there's many more hours if you're really able to add that up. I've always liked this quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. He wrote this. He said, men are what their mothers make them. I think there's some truth to that for many of us. There are some great portraits of moms in Scripture. I think of Moses' mom who broke the law in order to save her son's life and to teach him the faith of his people. I think of a particular mom that's mentioned in Scripture who stands before King Solomon and is willing even to give up her own child into the hands of another so that he won't be harmed. I think of the mom of the apostles, James and John. This is probably one of my favorite mom stories in Scripture. James and John, 
their mom comes to Jesus, and I don't think she totally understands what she's asking, but she says to him, when you enter into your kingdom, can my boys sit on either side of you? Now, that sounds like a mom, doesn't it? Then, of course, we have in Proverbs 31, recorded the advice that a mom gives to King Lemuel's, King Lemuel. And he, what's the advice? That how to have a godly life and a godly wife. That sounds like a mom's advice, doesn't it? All throughout Scripture, we see this, this appreciation, this, this call for motherhood. See, moms can make a significant impact on others. And I want to look at a verse in Scripture that gives a significant insight into God's desire for moms. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. But we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Now let me admit, this is definitely not a, a typical Mother's Day verse. It's, it's not a typical Mother's Day passage, and yet I believe it's profoundly revealing. Paul is writing to the church in, in Thessalonica, which is a northern city of Greece. It happens to be a church that he was a part of planting. And so he's writing to his spiritual children, so to speak, and he's encouraging them and throughout the book of Thessalonians. He's encouraging them how to prepare for Christ's return, how to live a godly life, how to grow in their relationship with Christ. And look again at verse 7 with me. He writes, But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Paul writes, like a nursing mother, he cares for them, always concerned about their welfare. We don't know if Paul's thinking back to his own mom, or maybe he's thinking of, the way that motherhood is spoken of in Scripture, but he compares himself to the self-giving love of a mom. In fact, we find in Scripture that moms are called to express self-giving love. What's self-giving love? It's, 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 it's a love that but in some ways even deprives yourself. It's self-denying. It's self-sacrificing. Self-giving love is a love that thinks less of yourself. doesn't demean you. You're not demeaning yourself, but you're thinking less of yourself as you think more of others. And Paul observed what? That more times than not, moms have the tendency to put the welfare of their children over their own. Paul had acted this way when he planted a church in Thessalonica, and most moms have a tendency to do so. I was thinking of the example of my wife, who's a great mom to our three kids, and in particular, I was thinking about our youngest when he was born. He was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate. And that meant that for the first few years of his life, very regularly, uh, my wife would take him to his doctor visits. Now, those doctor visits were two hours from our home. So she sacrificed her career. She sacrificed uh, her, her own time to drive him to these appointments. Those appointments sometimes only lasted 30 minutes, maybe an hour at most, but many times less than that. And she drove two hours there, two hours back, invested four hours to do this for our youngest child. And if you were to mention that to her, if you were to make a fuss about it, she would totally downplay the sacrifice. My wife displayed self-giving love. 
And many moms demonstrate self-giving love to their children. When a mom shows self-giving love, really what she's doing, she's reflecting that, that, that love that, that God has for us. In 1 John 4, 7 through 11, we read, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, so also we should love one another. God loved us with self-giving love. He calls moms to love their children with self-giving love. In fact, when we look at Scripture, he calls all of us to love others with self-giving love. Then Paul writes in verse 8, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. Again, Paul pulls from his understanding of motherhood, and he says that this, this love and care that a mother shows isn't a burden. Notice that Paul's preaching was, was effective. Why? Because he didn't just provide words. He gave of himself. In other words, we cannot really effectively share the gospel without sharing ourselves. It's been said that people don't know how much you care, how much you know, don't want to know how much you know until you know how much you care. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking of my own mom. My mom uh, shared uh, much of her wisdom with my brother and I, but it was always packaged in her care for us. Now, I've got to admit, as a child, I didn't always appreciate her sharing her wisdom. But I always knew it was packaged in care. And I can say that as she shared her knowledge wrapped in care, it made her, her sharing more powerful and as a teenager, even more palatable. But there's something about that, that imagery in my mind. God did not merely share in his words of love with us, he demonstrated his love to us. He didn't just say he loved us. He showed it. Listen to these words from Romans, Romans 5.8. God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The scripture is so clear. He didn't die for those who were, were godly or, or righteous. He died for those who were rebelling against him. In other words, he died for you and he died for me. He, he didn't just share his love in words. He, he shared his care in action. And this is why we're to share the love and message of Christ, not just the message, but the love and message of Christ with the world around us. And Paul uses this example from motherhood. He says, mothers, when they're being godlike, when they're, when they're godly, they, they share both care and knowledge, care and knowledge. And, and again, example of God. God gives both his care and knowledge to us. He calls mom to give their care and knowledge to their children. In fact, he calls all of us to give care and knowledge to those around us. Moms and actually each of us, I believe of all my heart, can make a significant impact on the world. Uh, 
We can make a significant impact when we allow ourselves to be placed in the hands of God and, and, and allow him to work through us, showing self-giving love. We, we can make a difference to those around us when we put ourselves under the control of our Lord and give of not just our knowledge, but our care to others. And so I just want to celebrate all the moms out there. Whether you're pouring into your own child or caring for someone else's child or you're a spiritual mom, I want to celebrate you who take your call seriously. I want to celebrate you for the impact that you make on your children, on your family, on the world around you. Proverbs 31, 28, when speaking of such a mom declares, her children will rise up and call her blessed. I love that picture. And I just want to say, I stand here and I thank you for pouring into the lives of others. I praise God for moms who worship and adore the Lord and are willing to pass their legacy on to others. I am very privileged to be able to take a moment uh, to interview one of my favorite moms. I'm going to be interviewing my wife, Krista, uh, and talking to her a little bit on what it means to be a mom. And so with the miracle, if you will, or uh, of technology, we're going to jump to that interview. Okay, ready? Well, it's a privilege to be able to interview. Uh, my, our children said they can't remember us actually being on a stage together that often over the past 28 years of being married. Uh, I've appreciated seeing what a wonderful job you've done and are doing, being the mother of our three kids. Uh, you're a grandmother. Um, you were a expecting grandmother. We have our second grandchild due in October. You've been a spiritual mom to many. Uh, so I've shared a little bit about your background, but is there anything else you'd want to share with us about yourself? I think the only thing that I would add to that is in motherhood, is, as far as motherhood goes, is I um, teach kindergarten, and I feel like that I'm definitely a mom to those um, kindergartners um, in different various roles. Um, I, you know, have lots of other things that I enjoy doing. I enjoy running and being outside and just spending time with my family. And being my wife, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I, sure. I'm sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that first. one. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Chris, I mentioned that you've been uh, both a uh, biological mom, but you've also been a spiritual mom. Uh, to many, many people over the years. And uh, I just wonder, how have other spiritual moms and your own mom uh, sort of influenced the way that you uh, mother others? Um, well, I first have to give a shout out to my mom. Um, I feel like um, she laid such a great foundation um, in my life of showing me what a loving mom looks like. And not only that, but um, spiritually as well. She taught me and showed me what it looked like to love Jesus and how to share that. Um, with others too. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to be the mom that I was to my kids without that foundation. So, um, and I have had a few spiritual moms speak into my life throughout the years. Um, I think of the first one is probably when I was in college, our college pastor's wife um, actually took a bunch of us girls under her wing and, you know, we were away from our moms. And so she kind of became like our mom. And she, um, she was, um, just a great example to me of what a pastor's wife would look like um, and just being able to do her own gifting mix. You know, there's a lot of personas out there of what I, a pastor's wife should be or shouldn't be, and she was herself, and she was true to that. And she showed me, um, you know, she just led well. She led Bible studies, and she just invested. I knew that I could reach out to her 
or anything. And she would have been there for me. And that um, was something that I definitely wanted to put into my, um, who I was going to become after we started our ministry together. And she also resurfaced in our life later in our ministry years, which was really cool when my kids were young. Um, and she, she took many of those trips with you. I know. Her youngest to the doctor, she, she did. I was thinking about that and just her calmness and that sacrificing self-giving love. I mean, she gave up her days just she as did. much as um, I did mine and what an example that was. And I can remember other times too, where I'd be overwhelmed with taking care of a baby and, uh, being at a, a new church and a lead pastor's wife, and she'd come over and help me clean my house. Like she'd give up and give up her day again and do that. And so um, she just really taught me a lot of what it looked like to be a servant and definitely um, self-giving love. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And not just sharing her knowledge, but sharing her care with you. Yeah. And, and that's so important because that's what God calls us to do—not mm -hmm. just as moms, but for each other. Yeah. Let me ask you this: so, so obviously, other people have poured into your life. Mm -hmm. What role has God played? you know, in your motherhood, if you'd so to speak, what role, you know, what place has God played in helping you be the mom you are? Well, <laughs> obviously I'm, I, I would not be who I was, who I am without God. Um, um, he laid such a foundation. Um, I think in scripture, you know, I think we joked a lot about having a manual um, for our kids because they don't come with instruction manuals. And I can remember times of, um, you know, just being overwhelmed, especially with Will and not knowing what he needed and um, how to be the best mom for him and um, just thinking. He's I, our youngest. Was right, born with right. Out, yeah. And, I and a wild man. Yes. So the two together. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just medical. There was yeah. a lot of other things that were challenging too. Um, but, you know, just stepping back and um, saying, God, I need your help and praying, um, I think, um, you know, I learned in college that prayer doesn't have to be locked in a closet, that it's on the go. And I can just remember times where, you know, driving and praying and, um, you know, even in the moment of um, being at the doctors and not knowing what was wrong with him, um, just, you know, doing a lot of that prayer right there. Um, and I'm so thankful for the Bible, you know, the plan that God gave us with the, the Bible um, to be able to look back at that and just have the encouragement to know um, yeah. that. I'm doing, if I stay in the word and I stay in the prayer, stay praying that that's going to be the thing that I can do. And God's There's so much in that that's really true, right? If we keep our eyes on God and let him lead us, then we're, we're going down the right lane. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm sort of, I won't say an outsider because I'm your husband, right? We're, we parent <laughs> together. But as I've watched you, you've done an extraordinary job as a mom. I think, uh, you know, if our kids were up here, they would agree with that. Uh, for most days, right? <laughs> but, 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 but I'm guessing there are times where you felt like maybe you weren't quite the mom that you were hoping to be or those moments where you just were maybe struggling. What did you do during those times? Or what do you do during those times? Yeah. Where, where you feel like maybe as a mom you've dropped the ball or you're not measuring up. How do you, how do you press on with God? Impress on being a mom. Yeah, it, it's hard. And I'm, I'm sure that anyone that's been a mom or I mean, honestly, even a spiritual mom, because if you're pouring into someone's life and they're just not really heeding that advice, it's, it becomes very um, tiring and exhausting and frustrating. Um, but we've all had those days. And I've, you know, sometimes I have to dig really deep to remind myself that I'm doing the best job that I can and um, that I can turn to God and that he is where I need to, you know, base my foundation of my motherhood on, not um you know, what social media says or what someone on social media posts. Um, I think that that's such a big um, 
I, I didn't have that when we had yeah. kids, which yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm thankful. I mean, there were other ways that you could still do the compare game. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think it's even more prevalent now and you just have to realize that, um, you're called to be your kid's mom and you know, your kids best and it does take work and it, it is challenging and um, there's seasons in your life as well. Um, you know, you, I think you are in the, when you're in the baby phase and the toddler phase, you think, oh my goodness, I'm never going to make it through. And God gives you what you need for that time. And then you hit the teenage years and it's a little different and, um, you parent differently that way. And God gives you what you need for that. And, um, even into adult, um, Hood, you know, you're still parenting. You never stop being That's a parent. I, That's right. We weren't I, ready for no, that, were we? Uh, no, I, I think that you, uh, <laughs> when you go into it, you're like, ah, oh, we get him to school and we're done, yeah, you know? But it's not, the way it's it is. not true. You're a parent for the rest of your life. And, and the reality is the fruit of, of parenting isn't seen for until years down the road. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I think we both have agreed with each of the stages are blessings and, and uh, such an amazing thing to be able to see them grow. And now we're seeing our children have families of their own. And how amazing is that? And by the way, aren't grandchildren the yes, best? Yes, they are. <laughs> um, but let me let me ask you this, just sort of uh, sort of wrapping up our time. But um, what would you share right? if you have one word of advice, uh, or challenge, or encouragement, whatever it is that you would share with moms out there? What would it be? I really um, think that you need to remember to give yourself grace and um, remember. You know, I was I was thinking as we were singing that song about. Um, um, his love is an ocean. And I was thinking about how much God offers us grace mm. and that sometimes we don't give that to ourselves enough. And if God's willing to give us that kind of grace, when we mess up, we need to give it to ourselves because, um, our kids are going to forgive us. And we, you know, you, you want to go to them, ask for your forgiveness if, if you're at that point. But, um, just remember that, um, use God as your example of what, I mean, God is the perfect example of what it's like to have a child in Jesus, and we can model that. And, and he, you know, offered so much grace to the Israelites and to so many people throughout Scripture. He has a perfect son, mm -hmm. and has, adop has his yes. adopted children. He has a yes. bunch of spoiled brats. Right. <laughs> and he still loves us and cares yeah. for us. And, and it, yeah, you're right. He's a perfect mm -hmm. example of that. It's pretty amazing to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I love that song, too, that it's grace if it were an ocean. We would all yeah. be drowning in it, right? Yeah. Drowning in the grace of God. For, for moms to hear that. And the reality of it is the well-done, good, and faithful servant mm -hmm. isn't something we may ever hear from our kids. Right. Um, but, but it is something that we'll hear from God as we press on with him. I just want to take a moment, since you're a mom, if you would sort of represent all the moms out there. And, and I just want to pray over you, and as I'm praying over you, pray over them. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Father God, I first of all just thank you so much for the blessing that Krista is to myself as a wife and to our children, and as I see her as a grandmother. and God, thank you for just the work you do in and through her. Um, I, she's a real person, uh, and, and uh, every mom out there knows what I mean when I, when I say that, when I pray that. Uh, she, she has her own struggles. She, she has her strengths. She has areas where she's growing. And, and what I've seen most in her that, that is such uh, an encouragement in my own faith is her reliance on you, trusting you for strength, trusting you for or just the guidance on what it means to be a mom and, and, and really just love the people around her. And so as I pray over her, I pray, God, that you continue to cover her with your grace, you continue to cover her with your wisdom. And, and as I'm praying for her, I'm praying for all the moms out there. Help them, Father God, to be able to just enjoy your presence 
And, and no matter where they find themselves in, in the season of life within their relationship with their own children, that, Lord, they right now would be able to find themselves basking in your love for them. You care so deeply for them. So strengthen them, encourage them, especially those moms out there that, that are by themselves this year because of the stay-at-home order. May, may they just know they're loved, that they're appreciated, and, God, that all of heaven, all of heaven applauds them and that they celebrate just, just, just who they are and the love that you have for them. God, we give you the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen.